Welcome everybody to Fifth Dimensional Academy of Higher Consciousness. Today is January 8, 2019. How do I find out God's master plan? Well, you are as is right now in this very moment, God's master plan, exactly where you're at right now. Okay, let me, uh, this, this is a good one. Uh, let's do this. How about if we follow our roots back to the very source that we come from? Okay, so if, if you just follow this thread of where you come from back and, and go back to your childhood, and then you get to a point that you don't really remember a lot of your childhood. You know, you were like two or three or four years old. And then you keep going back to the time that you were born. And then you go deeper to the time that you were in your mom's mother's womb. And then you keep following it and go deeper to where? Where were you before that? I mean, I don't remember where I was before that. So I don't even remember when I was in my mother's womb. But then I was born, okay? And I have some flashbacks of my childhood. Here and there, a little bit. You know, when I was four or five or six years old, there's like flashbacks of it. But that's it. I don't remember the details of what happened. Some memories of something. But, you know, if you just go back on everybody and you just follow the trail all the way to the source, then you may discover that everybody's coming from the same source. I mean, I would guarantee if you talk to 100 people, they're all going to tell you the same thing. They don't know where they were before they were born. And is there anyone who remembers where you were before you were born exactly? So anyway, so it all goes back to the same source. It all goes back into consciousness. And then out of that, we are born into this life. So what I'm pointing out to is that there is a one element which we all have in common with each other. And that element is the life force, that the life force is running through each and every one of us. Do you agree? Raise your hand if you agree with me. Okay, so we have the life force running through all of us. Now, let's say somebody is a tyrant, somebody is a dictator, or somebody is a, you know, they're, they're evil, an evil person, and doing bad things. And somebody's doing good stuff. And it's a saint, it's, it's loving, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a healer, it's a doctor, it's a whatever, shaman is helping people in the world. And some people are damaging other people in the world. They're cheating him, they're killing him, they're raping him and things like that. But they all have one common thing and they're all having the life force running through them. You agree with that? So far, are we on the same page? Yes, cool, great. So it's the same life force that runs through everybody. It's the same thing is that electricity. When 
we all have electricity in our house and you're using electricity to turn on the light bulbs so you can see in your living room, in your kitchen. You're using the same electricity on your refrigerator. You're using the same electricity for your computer or watching TV or ironing or using your blow dryer. It's the same electricity. Now you can use the same electricity to electrify somebody. So let's say that I've done something and the, by the state, the state of Arizona or California or whatever is, decides that I shouldn't be living anymore and they're going to terminate my life with electricity. They're gonna electrify me, put me on an electric chair. And through electricity, I will be, my life will be terminated. I will be killed. So now electricity is being used to kill somebody. And the same electricity is being used for using our computers for education. And the children go to school, turn on their computers, and they're learning and they're doing exercises on the computer. So it's the same electricity. So the same thing is our life, the life force is running through everybody. Now, here I am, this question comes for me, which is very valid. Uh, what's God's master plan for me? And I've asked that question many times. Uh, and I've come to this understanding by simply being here right now, being a part of existence, is this is God's master plan for me to be here. Because God or that or the spirit, the, li the living force, that, that living force that is running through each and every one of us is running through me, obviously, right? And I'm here. So that's God's master plan for me, being here right now in this moment, alive, doing whatever I'm doing right now. Now, it's natural for the thinking mind to come up and say that this is not enough. What is my purpose in life? I'm not simply satisfied and happy with myself where I'm at right now. I need to be somewhere else. I need to be doing something else. This is not good enough, correct? Is that, I would say, is this thought going through your mind, Raphael, of thinking or feeling like, there is something bigger for you to do in this life than what you're doing right now. I can't hear you. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, I would say um, this is pretty small, what is going on. Right. So you're curious that, and you feel like there is a bigger purpose, a bigger plan for you in this life. Correct? I can hope. Yeah, your hope, correct? So that means that what is right now, what is happening right now is not good enough, that there should be something better, something different than this, correct? Yeah, look, I'm not trying to put you on a point uh, because what you're asking is very valid and it's not, you're asking this question on behalf of everyone. 
everybody wants to know that what's God's master plan for them. And, but what I'm trying to point out here is that basically comes with this notion that what is right now with my life is not good enough. This is not satisfactory. And I want something bigger than this. I want something more significant. So in this work we do is that we honor that because it's a desire that we have as human beings. We all have a desire and we all feel we want to be connected. We want to be a part of a bigger, uh, a bigger thing, something more significant, something more constructive, hopefully, towards uh, maybe serving the divine will for us being on spiritual path. And a lot of us are like, you know, I really want to help other people. I want to be a healer. I want to be able to uh, be a spiritual teacher or guide. Or, or if you're a nurse or if you're a doctor, you want to help more people. What, whatever is um, your thing. So naturally that question comes. And naturally with that question also comes a level of dissatisfaction that what I have and where I'm at right now is not good enough. You see that? Okay. So now there's two things here. A is number one is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with, I want to improve my life. I mean, if you sit down and talk to me and say, Zaratustra, what do you have going on? Like here in year 2019, I set my goals. Like there is a number of different things I want I want to accomplish uh, in this year. Like I want to make educational videos. I want to finish my second book. I want to put out my my CD. I want to expand to other countries of what I do. There's a number of different things I want to do, and. That desire of wanting to improve things and expand things, it gives me the joy of life. It makes me feel really alive and connected and uh, brings me energy that to move around and to do things. So I like to be creative and that creativity makes me feel alive. Now, I met a good friend of mine last week and we're talking and he said, I am ready to retire right now. Zaratustra, I would love to retire. He was telling me about his perfect day. His perfect day that he got up at six in the morning. He went and he had his smoothie in the morning. Then he went to a spin class for one hour. After that, he went and had some coffee or something. Then he went for a swim in the ocean. He goes back, he has a good healthy lunch, and then he goes and sits in the sun for an hour or two. And then uh, he was just telling me, look, I can do this every day. I'm ready to retire. If I could do it financially, I would, I would do it. He, unfortunately, he has to work for another eight, nine years before he can do that. But he was saying, Zaratustra, if I had enough money, I would quit my job and I would be doing this every day. Okay, for me, 
this would be a death sentence. <laughs> you know, it would be equally to putting me in a prison because I don't want to retire. I want to continue my work. I, you know, I don't want to go to the beach every day. I mean, beach is great, but I don't want to, I don't want to be in a position like, okay, I'm not teaching anymore. I'm not traveling around the world. I'm not creating or writing a new book. I'm not meeting new people and I'm retired. Okay, I go to my yoga in the morning and I drink my healthy juice and I go lie down in the sun and I, I would be bored to death. So yeah, it's fun for a week or two, but I need, I need purpose. I have to be moving. So it's interesting because it's the same energy of life, life force, that has this desire in somebody that they're ready to retire and do that program. And in someone else, they were almost the same age. It's a few years younger than I am. And for me, it's like, I'm ready to go out there. I want to conquer the world. I want to keep going. I'm not ready to slow down. It's too early for me. So it's the same energy that is creating the desire in one unit, one person, and is creating a different desire in somebody else. But what I'm pointing out to, and this is something that always comes back to this place for me, and is my mind comes like two weeks ago after, during the holidays that everything really slowed down. You know, I had come back from Scandinavia. It was a long haul being in, in Scandinavia. I come back to Los Angeles and I'm a little bit lost. I feel a little bit disconnected because I've been gone for so long. And the first week when I come back to the US, I'm sleeping. I was sleeping all the time, reading my book, sleeping, reading my book, sleeping, spending time with my family. You know, I'm, I have all these ideas and I want to do this and I want to do that. And I don't have any energy to do any of it. And, and it comes around Christmas and it's really slow and quiet. And I'm just like, you know, I have these thoughts come to my mind that I have to do something. I have to do something. But then my body doesn't have any energy. I can't. I want to jumpstart myself. I don't have any energy. I can't do anything. And then the thoughts come that, oh, I'm such a lazy slob and, and uh, I lost my purpose and I'm not doing anything. And, you know, it's, it's just what is happening in that moment, okay? And I, of course, you know, I've been around the block long enough and I teach this, these things of I'm looking and I'm checking, paying attention to the thought patterns and the emotions that are going through me. And I know they're valid in the moment which they're happening, but they're also not real. I know that's not who I am. And it would take a, like a little bit time to also recognizing, surrendering into the moment, surrendering to what is happening. So it took like about a week. And after a week, I was like, okay, this is what's happening now. I get it. There is no energy. I don't feel like running around and doing a lot of different things. 
I don't have the energy. My body's saying no to me. And so I started to relax into being lazy and lying around, reading my book, or just slowing down into whatever it is. Spending time with my friends, going on a long walk, going on a long bike ride, going on a long drive of thinking, okay, what do I want to do in 2019? And just playing with different ideas. And also kind of like settling into what is really happening in a moment. And what was happening in a moment is like, okay, you're in this state of limbo. You're in this period that nothing is going on and you just have to accept it. Nothing's going on. And it's kind of like, it's an, there's an old uh, saying, it's an old, uh, it's uh, an example of the fisherman. As an old seasoned fisherman who's been doing fishing for 30, 40 years. And now there's a storm going on. And so the ocean is really stormy. So what's the fisherman is doing? The fisherman is staying home. He's fixing his nets, trying to make sure there's no holes in the net and, and tying up the areas of the net that is weakened. Is, you know, is checking out the boat, maybe he's painting or putting oil on the wood or whatever and is fixing, getting things ready taking care of his body, maybe his hands, you know, they're cracked or something, you know, from years of being in the ocean. So he's putting oil on his hands. He's spending time with his wife and his children and is waiting for the storm to go away. So the weather is good. And then he goes back into the ocean fishing. He's not pushing it. He's not trying to go fish in the storm. He's a seasoned fisherman. He's wise so it's the same thing when the energy is not happening what do you do you just wait you wait till when the energy comes so what happened was it came around the first of the year the year passed and a day or two went by and then all of a sudden whoo this energy came up for me again it was like on the phone calling here calling there you know talking to different people around the world, uh, people writing to me all of a sudden, hey, would you like to come to France to do something? Or do you want to come to New York City to do something? And, and the energy came back and I get into, I talk to my videographer and I say, hey, you know, I want to make this video, that video. Let's start doing this. Let's start doing that. And then all of a sudden, I could just feel all this energy is coming back. And I'm just revived and ready to do things and run around. So back to your question is wherever I am with what is happening is exactly that's God's master plan in that moment. What's going to happen in the future? Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going to happen in the future. And yes, we have our desires. Now, of course, we all are trying to work towards manifesting our desires whatever is your desire there's nobody on this planet who doesn't try to make things happen to their liking you're not gonna do something purposely to take you away from from your desire not purposely 
maybe life takes you away, but you're going to do the best to go in the direction you want to go. Now, whether the tides, the river is going to take you in that direction or not, that's a different story. But ultimately, it's always to come back here in this moment and to relax into this moment and to surrender to what is, what is going on, what is happening here and now in my life. Surrendering into that. While you have the desire to do whatever you want to do, you work on those desires, of course. But you don't want to miss being here and now. You don't want to sacrifice this moment for any future moment. You don't want to sacrifice you, who you are, for a future of you, a modified version of you that's going to be, you have an idea that you would be better, you would be different. It's an idea you have. So does it mean you're going to sacrifice what you are right now? Because if you're going to do that, then when you get to what you want, it's still not good enough because you haven't mastered being here now and accepting what is. So now, how do we accept what is? You know, because it's easy to say that than being done. Let's go a little bit to uh, the roots of it, of acceptance of what is. What, what does it mean? Okay. And... I mean, when you really sit with yourself and come out of your thinking mind, whatever is happening in your mind, whatever ideas that the mind has, and you come out of that, okay? And you just come here in this moment. You're here in this moment, here, right now, not another time, okay? Here, the mind quiets down. And in here, is there anything missing in here? Check it out. You check it out for yourself. Don't go with my words. I want you to look at it yourself. Take a moment, this moment, and sink in and be here right now, in here. Outside of your thinking mind, outside of your thoughts, outside of your ideas of how things should be, okay? You put that aside, okay? Cool? Everybody's with me? Yeah? All right. Okay. And just be here now and check it out. Let's check it out. Let's check out this moment and tell me if anything is missing in this moment, independent from your past and independent from what comes in the future. Because you can't do anything about your past. It's already done. And you don't know about what's going to happen in the future. So you're here and let's examine it. Examine now, is there anything missing? Okay, anybody, anybody has, wanna say something? So yeah, go ahead. Okay, I would say that it, uh, it's not missing anything right now, but uh, when you get hungry and uh, very ex ex exhausted and so on, then something is missing. Well. When you get hungry, then it's time to eat. Um, yeah. Well, um, yes, uh, except that um, you might not uh, get any always. 
So have you? Yeah. Okay. Who's saying angry? Not when I get. I was saying uh, hungry. Hungry with. Hungry. Oh, my bad. Right. Yeah. So yeah, because then hunger is happening in that moment. That's what's happening then, and so the entire attention goes into food. Now you need some food. And then once you get your food and you eat your food, or when you're eating in that moment, that's where your entire attention is, is on the food. When you're hungry, you get really hungry, right? Your attention goes on feeding yourself. You're not thinking about how you want to be 10 years from now. You're not thinking about what's God's master plan for you. In that moment, all you're thinking about your entire mind, emotions, and the body is engaged with one thing. I want some food. Go ahead. I was, I was thinking about uh, the, those situations when you cannot get any food. Then everything inside of you doesn't look okay. No. Yeah. Because then that's what's happening. Yeah. That's, now you're going through starvation. And starvation becomes your reality of that moment. That's what is happening in that moment. Starvation becomes your reality. It's what is happening in that moment is your reality, whatever it is. What I'm pointing out to is that when I go back to the roots and I realize that we're all made of the same substance and the same life force is running through all of us. And I examine it a bit more deeper. And then I'll see like this life force that has created this world, whatever it is. However you want to agree on the creation, whatever it is, that it exploded and it's created. And then I see like all these different faces. And one is lighter, one is darker. One is taller, shorter, one has, you know, more hair, less hair, whatever is the story. It's a man, it's a woman, it's a child, da, 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 da. And I see that it's the expression, the expression of the absolute. It's the expression of the oneness because it's very clear to me, I'm not outside of the oneness. It's not like it's, I am here and this is existence and I am outside of the existence. I am, and we're all a part of the existence. So somehow this existence that's been around ever since the ever since, who knows how long, you know, it's been eternal, is created all these different people. And yes, there's the genetics, your parents, da 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 I understand. But ultimately, boom, somehow, Either it was an explosion or it's created or whatever it is. It doesn't matter, you know, who created it or what's the purpose of it. At this point, that's not even what I'm pointing out to, but it's here. And each and every one of us is an expression of this being, of this existence. And each and everybody has a time. This expression, this flower has... The beginning and it's got an end and it's just gonna start it here and it's gonna end here so in this expression that's been created and it's being expressed and it's got its flavors 
It's got its character, it's got its taste and smell and everything, fragrance, coming from the same source. It's a product of the same consciousness, the same creation. And when it expresses itself in a certain way, that's exactly what God's plan is, is for you to be the way you are. Because you cannot be anything else. I mean, try to be someone else. I mean, I, I will give you this, this homework. Today, for the next few hours, try to be someone else. Try to act differently. Try to be something else. And see how long that will last. How long you can pretend that you're something else. And you will find it that it's, it requires a lot of effort to be something else because you can't be anything else and see how effortless it is to be yourself see how easy it is to be yourself go ahead as, as i was uh, writing um i have uh, heard uh, a lot of stories when uh, god uh, or the absolute interferes in uh, what is going on physically I, again, I have heard a lot of stories uh, when the absolute or God interferes with what is going on physically. If whatever was going on is uh, God's plan, then uh, God would not need to interfere. Yeah, I mean, the, maybe it interferes, maybe it doesn't. If it interferes, that's also a part of uh, the plan because instant healing happens. You know, but look, look at the whole thing. The entire consciousness, the entire life force creates someone's being born with, the, with a defect or something happens to somebody. Somebody has an accident or they may get paralyzed or something happened to their neck and their neck is like this for a number of years and then maybe they go through some transformation or healing and it gets fixed. So we can always come and say, why did it happen in the first place? And why did it get fixed later? And why would God create this situation that something would go wrong with you? And then God would create a situation that you get healed. That always could be a question. Or why would somebody be born with the health defect to begin with why would god do that right that's a very valid question isn't it so to me when i keep asking these questions okay there's another one why would even god create a, a universe or planet earth or human right race which is unconscious it's sleepy and a few of us, out of 7 billion people, we have become spiritual beings. Means that there's a mechanism, something has been triggered inside us, that we start becoming a seeker. We're seeking. We're asking. We're looking for answers to our questions about our nature of our existence. Why, why am I here? Why was I born? Where am I going to go after I die? And what's the purpose of life? So why would God, why, why weren't we all created like as angels and fully enlightened beings? Why do we have to be created like this? 
and then we have to go through the process of suffering and trying to get enlightened. Why weren't we born enlightened to begin with, right? This is a very valid question, isn't it? Haven't you asked that question before? Yeah. Children are... Huh? Children, as far as I know, are enlightened. Right. So then, okay, let's say children are enlightened. Then they get unenlightened, correct? They get screwed up by the society and conditioning or parents beating them up or sexually abusing them or sending them in the army or they get to witness killing and all kinds of stuff and they get messed up as a lot of us got messed up as we were growing up and then we become spiritual seekers and we go towards god realization and slowly slowly we come back on this path so why would they why do we have to go through this process to begin with why weren't we born perfect angels from the beginning there's a lot of whys i mean we can go on because this is not a new question i mean we can go on literally for the next 20 years talking about why this why that and i guarantee you you will not come to any answer because any of these questions are being answered the mind will come and ask five more questions of why this and why that and da, 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 it keeps going on and on there's it's a never-ending question yet it's very valid for the spiritual seeker because i had to go through that asking these questions to get to where i'm at today but at the very end of it i i began to realize and i can only speak to you from my personal realization that's all i can offer to you i can't offer anybody else's because it's not my own experience i can only share with you what i've experienced is that i realize whether you want to accept it or not because i'm not even trying to convince you i'm just sharing with you of what i've realized you have to recognize it for yourself it doesn't matter what i tell you this has to be your own realization so you have to investigate is what i realized that this entire existence that i'm experiencing from my very limited space limited ability with all my limitations because i have millions of different limitations so as everyone else and i can only grab so little of the infinite very very little of it i can understand i can grab because it's so vast it keeps going on and on it's infinite and i can't understand infinity it's beyond my infinity because my experience is not infinity my experience is limitation my experience in this life is a beginning and an end so infinity is definitely out of my experience you know i can't get it what do you mean infinity what do you mean it keeps going 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 forever what do you mean it's always been here because it's never been my experience my experience has always been a beginning and an end with everything my body had a beginning and it's certainly going to have an end and every experience i have in life it has a beginning and the end 
you know, every time I fell in love with a girl, it was had a beginning and it ended. And then every relationship I had had a beginning and ended. And my sister was here and then she died. And my, my father was here and then he died. And my best friend was here and then he died. And then I had another career before I started doing this. I was in the insurance industry and it had a beginning and then it ended. Everything has a beginning and an end. So all of my experiences in this life, in this human form, have always been subject to a beginning and an end. So what do you mean infinite? What do you mean it's always been here and it goes forever? Of course I can't understand because I'm limited. But just because I'm limited and I can't understand something, does it mean it doesn't exist? Maybe I'm trying to understand something in a wrong way. Is it possible that there is another way of getting it? Could I get out of my limited place? Is it possible? Possibility. You know, we're just talking about things. We don't have to agree on it or disagree. Is it possible that there is something beyond my grasp? Yes? No? Possible. Yeah. Oh, maybe I can, maybe, how about this? What if existence is perfect? There is nothing wrong with it, okay? Maybe I'm looking at the whole thing from this view. Maybe I changed my view. Maybe there's nothing wrong with life and it's exactly the way it needs to be. And if I can simply get out of my mind, my ideas, my thoughts, I'm not thinking and I'm here, but there is no thoughts. And then in that, I get a glimpse of the eternity. I get a glimpse of the continuum, of the presence, of the infinite. Because check it out, you all have got a glimpse of the infinite. All, all of us, of the infinity. At one point, each and every one of us had got glimpses of the infinite of complete being, of the presence. That presence that doesn't have a beginning and it doesn't have an end. It's perfect, perfect, perfectly pure presence. You can call it God. It's a word, whatever you resonate with, of eternity. And you can examine this by a shift from the thinking mind moving into the being to the heart that there is no questions without any questions and you've touched that place through your meditation you've touched that when you're utterly quiet and pure present and then you experience this expansion complete expansion and you touch this greater part of yourself and you get a glimpse of wow there is something much bigger than me. And that is the essence of shamani, shamanism. That is the essence. I'm talking about essence. The essence of your shamanic part, the shaman. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, they talk about shamanic work, the shaman. First of all, the shaman, what is a shaman? The shaman is the one who has access to the both worlds, the physical world and invisible world. You can switch and go to the cosmic realms 
and you through this body you have connection to the physical world the physical world that we're connected to is a world of limitations for example limitations like my sight after doing three yoga classes and i was telling you is i pulled a muscle that's a limitation it brought me back into the world of the physical that i have a body and the body gets hurt and then you have the needs you get hungry and you have to eat food and when you're really super hungry all you're thinking about is getting some food you don't care about anything else whatever what's the nature of existence i mean you don't give a hoot about it in that moment all you're thinking about is i want some food and later on i'm going to sit down and figure out why what is the nature of existence or myself but right now i want some food so you come back to your limitation of the body or you know if you're lonely you're alone you're lonely it's thanksgiving it's christmas you're not with any family or friends and you're really craving company you want to have a friend you want to have a lover you want to hold someone you want to be helped you want someone to hold you and tells you tell you that i love you and there's nothing wrong with that you're not made out of iron you're not a robot so these are our limitations but then the the shaman opens up you can call it the third eye our third eye opens up to cosmic understanding cosmic intelligence or you can say the shaman has learned through certain type of rituals whether it's shamanic dances or shamanic uh walks in the nature or taking medicine or there's different different types of shamanic work okay and you opening up to the cosmic realm and that cosmic realm of opening up to it is you start to connect with the other worlds with the infinite with the expansion and for the spiritual seeker such as you the sincere spiritual seeker that you're sincerely looking for the world beyond you're looking for expansion you're looking like what you ask me which is a great question you ask me that you like to know what's god's plan for you is really cosmic connection you want to connect what do you want to connect with you want to have access access to what because you know some of you maybe are winners in the money world you already made a lot of money or you inherited money or whatever so okay you won you became successful in that world and it says okay i i made a lot of money okay now what some of you became a winner you found your love your partner in life and okay you have your partner or you had your partner and then you went through the whole thing and you have your children or grandchildren and you accomplished that part too and you fulfilled a lot of your physical desires in this world and you won you got it okay but now it's like but i still don't feel connected 100% because i know there is something more and you have the right to think and feel this way because of course there is more there's a lot more and then you get pulled into this way 
Now we can say you have been pulled into the mysticism, the mystic, the mysticism, mystical part of your spirituality or your religious practice. Okay, you grew up maybe religious, but then the religion part was not answering your question. So you came into mysticism, you know, Christ through Christianity into mysticism, through Islamic practice, you went to Sufism. Sufism is the mystic, mystic part of the Islamic branch or the Christian mysticism or the, and you're, you grew up Jewish. Now you're attracted to Kabbalah. That's the mystic mysticism mysticism of the judaism or you're in buddhism or you can call it like native americans or aboriginals or the tribal people going into the shamanic part it's the same thing the shaman is a mystic so you are pulled into your modern shaman shamanic rituals that you're bringing into your life in the modern world and you don't have to look like that but you're doing your practice so the meditation with it is a shamanic meditation your affiliation and the love with the nature is shamanic work because what it does is you're positioning yourself this work what we're doing this gathering that we have here there's a purpose in it we're just not doing this and coming together of doing what we're doing right now just because, oh, I, you know, I get a little peace for a couple of hours and I feel really good. Okay, maybe that's what you want. And that makes you happy, and which is cool. I'm okay with that. But I know that you're looking for something much deeper. Not just that you're peaceful for a couple hours. I know what you're looking for. I know what you're after. You want to connect to the cosmic consciousness. That's what you want. Cosmic consciousness. You're expanding into your greater self. Yourself. Your greater self. You're looking at your abilities. So what we do here, or what I do in a workshop that I have, or what we do at the retreat we have here in Sedona in two months from now, or the one in Ore, or whatever workshop that we come together, or here, whatever platform we're using this is one platform okay is to position you to create a situation that you're positioned in a situation that you have the opportunity to connect to, to cosmic consciousness because if you're not positioned in the right place it's impossible to have that exposure you can't have that exposure if you're not positioned in the right place. It's like, let's put it this way. Let's say you're 24 year old, beautiful, gorgeous, tall model. You're just the most beautiful thing in the world. And you want to become a very famous model, but you're living in an island in the middle of the Pacific and the population of the island is 50 people. Well, you're never going to become a world-class model because you're not positioned in the right place. You need to go to LA or you need to go to London or New York City where you're positioned to be discovered. You can be discovered in the middle of Pacific in an island with a population of 50 people. 
you're not in the right place. You, you, does this make sense? Let's say you're really a, a internet wizard and you want to be about you, you, high technology work. You want to do, be involved with computer stuff in a very high, intel, intelligent, advanced technological stuff. Well, you want to be in Silicon Valley. You want to be where the industry is. You don't want to be in the middle of an island without the internet. That's not where you're going to find your work. You're not connected. So the same thing with what we do. You need to position yourself in the right place to give yourself the best chance possible to connect to the cosmic consciousness. So in that connecting with cosmic consciousness, you have created the right environment. Like for example, right now, you had to create your environment to connect with, with me right now. Means that you're in your room somewhere, you close, you know, your kids are in the other room, you came and you locked up yourself somewhere away from your kids, away from your wife or husband or partner, and you put the dogs in the other room, you made a nice quiet environment, your internet had to work, your computer or phone had to work, so you position everything to connect to this. Well, if you were in a very noisy place with a lot of noise, or people walking in and out in your room and distracting you, well, you can't connect to this. So, you, you understand? It's a very, very simple thing. You have to position yourself in the right, perfect environment in order to be, give yourself a chance to connect. Otherwise, you can't because you're not positioning yourself in the right place. So yeah, while you really want that, and while you say, oh my God, you know, what is my purpose? I really like to be a shaman. I really want to have access to, I wanna get information from the invisible worlds. Well, then you need to position yourself in the right place that you can, with the right teacher and right training, so, you can receive the information. You, you see that? You understand what I'm saying? And that is the main purpose of this platform that I've created. Again, the byproducts of it is yes, we get together. You know, I feel really peaceful. It's beautiful. It centers me. Yes, that's fantastic. That's a byproduct of the work. But in deeper essence, is that we're all looking for the same thing. We're all looking for a way to connect to the infinite, to the cosmic intelligence. So we are in this place of complete connection all the time, and we do receive information, and we do become a vessel of transferring light and love. Because I guarantee you, 99% of the spiritual seekers, people that come on my way, yes, they're looking for love. Yes, they're looking for inner peace, which we work on that. But 99% of you guys have a strong desire to help other people. You like to be on the path of ser serving God. Your purpose is that you want to be a vessel of light. This is what you really want. Am I right? Raise your hand if, if this is what you really want. Yeah. So 
to be a vessel, vessel of light, that's what a shaman is. That's what the mystic, a Sufi is. The shaman is one who has become empty inside and they become a vessel of light because they've connected. You have to be able to connect to the cosmic intelligence in order to be a vessel of light. If you're not connected, if you're in your head trying to do things with your mind intellectually, you don't, you're not connected to the cosmic consciousness. And you all have experience and had glimpses of, of connecting to cosmic consciousness and downloading information. You all have, it happened. You had glimpses of it. Maybe it's not your reality all the time, but you have had glimpses of it. And that led me to do the retreat in Sedona, this essence of shamanism that I created that's coming in March in Sedona is designed for that. It's not designed for a hardcore shamanic ritualistic thing that, you know, you're sitting in a tent in the middle of nowhere and for five days you're fasting uh, and then you're taking medicine and you're having visions. That's fantastic. That's beautiful. But that doesn't work for a lot of us because we're not prepared for that kind of, kind of work. What I designed to do was to create a situation to position us, to create a situation, to create a platform that I can put you in that you still have the same experience of connecting to the cosmic consciousness and starting to receive information, having visions and having connection to the invisible world, to this other infinite realm of the being, and being able to live a modern life in the modern world while you're going to work in your office, while you're a grandmother, while you're a dad, while you're having an, you're driving a truck and we're living in a modern world and we're dressed like modern people. We have the modern haircut and everything, but we know how to bring the essence of shamanism into the modern world and keep connected to the invisible realm. Get the visions and information that we want, where we need from the other side, while maintaining the appearance of a modern man or modern woman, yet you have tapped into your ancient being. You're maintaining the appearance of a modern person in a modern world, yet you have tapped into your ancient being and you're bringing information and you've become a vessel of light in whatever you do. And you don't even have to appear. You go to a coffee shop or an office, you're working in an office, you don't do any of this stuff, healing or putting your hand on anyone. No, you're doing your own work. You're keeping quiet. You're doing your own work, but you have become a vessel of light. By your sheer presence, you are affecting everyone around you in the office. Everybody is getting transformed because you're transferring healing energy and light to everybody around you without even doing anything. Very quietly is happening. That is when you've, you have recognized yourself and you have learned how to connect to the co cosmic consciousness. 
And to me, in this modern world, that is even more valuable than having the appearance. Oh, I'm a medium, I'm a channeler, I'm, look at me, I'm wearing feathers, and I'm da-da-da-da, and I'm doing da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, you can do that, that's fine. But can you not do that and still be able to be a vessel of light? And that's what my, purp my purpose is, of, of showing you how you can do that and how you can get connected. And for that, sometimes you really need the, once for that, you need the environment to create the environment. And that's what I decided to do uh, the retreat in Sedona, because this is where all the ancients been and they've done the shamanic work. So this is where the spirits of shamanic, sh uh, shamanic healers, this is where they're at. This is their base, their, their hangout. So now we're gonna be doing the work and opening and connecting to them in their power place, then once the connection happens and we're connected, then you take it with you wherever you go. I'll send you a lot of love and light and many blessings. Namaste.